now that the Austin Hedges signing is completely complete, meaning he put pen to paper, he was at PNC Park yesterday, met with reporters, all that stuff, I'm going to tell you what really bugs me about it, and it's got nothing to do with him. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins, where you found this Hedges contract, of course, as has been known for a few days now, is one year at $5 million. It's a nice deal. It's a fair deal. He's a veteran who might be the best defensive catcher in baseball. If not, he's a top two or three. And that in and of itself is quite the asset. He is obviously not going to help your offense in any way, shape, or form. He batted 163 this past season. And while there are a lot of negative things you can say about the batting average stat in general, there's nowhere to hide from 163. And if you think that was a fluke, he hit 189 for his career over 2,000 plate appearances. This is not, this is not an addition that's positive in any context, no matter where you try to hide him in your lineup, ideally 10th. This is what Hedges had to say yesterday as it relates to his bat. Absolutely. I mean, I've done it before. Um, you know, anytime I, you know, hitting has not obviously been as easy as uh, as catching has been for me. Um, but on the hitting side, I feel like uh, I've had a couple years of, of some things happen physically where I haven't been quite as 100% as I'd like to be. Uh, but my body's in a great spot right now and I feel healthy and I like where my swing's at. Uh, and I always remember that I've done it before. I mean, I've hit I've hit 18 homers. I've hit 14 homers. Um, you know, I've had good numbers in the minor leagues as well. So um, I know it's in there. I've done it before. Um, and, you know, with a fresh start here, um, I feel like there's no reason why I can't contribute on both sides of the ball. Yep, it is what it is. And he is what he is. He is, though, to repeat, excellent. Not good. Not very good. Excellent at what he does behind the plate. And there is value to that. Not hidden value, obvious value. He controls the other team's running game. He blocks pitches in the dirt, stays in front of them, works with his pitching staff. A lot of the things that you liked or even loved about Jacob Stallings, he's that, and he might be even a little bit better. He's also really, really good at pitch framing. And when you're talking about a younger pitching staff that's going to be before long working with younger catchers, most likely Andy Rodriguez, possibly also Henry Davis, you want to make sure that there's somebody back there who really, really knows what they're doing when it comes to navigating a young pitcher, their struggles, their confidence issues, and all those other things that a catcher has to deal with. Very, very important. I'm not diminishing that in any way. So what could conceivably be my problem here since I just established that I have none with hedges? Okay, where was this same attitude in 2022? This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and 
you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. When I speak, as I often do, about the Pirates front office and their lack of competitive spirit or conviction or commitment to winning, one of the examples that I don't cite nearly often enough but probably should move to the top of the pile or at least close to it, was the handling of the catcher position this past season. Roberto Perez was signed, also from Cleveland, also for a year, also in his mid-30s, also for $5 million, also with a reputation for having been a defense-first guy. And when that happened, that signing, the general thought and the general stance taken by the Pirates on this was that This is a guy who can really help our young pitching staff come along. This is a veteran. Uh, We feel that comes with tons of pluses. Maybe he'll be somebody who can help a Mitch Keller or a Wanzi Contreras or the younger guys that we'll have in Pittsburgh this coming year. And for about a month and a half, it looked like it was going to be a pretty good thing. But what happens always with Perez happened again, went down to a season-ending hamstring injury, and that was the end of that. And when I say it was the end of that, I mean it was the end of that. Because Charrington lined up 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage and called for the snap. There wasn't another catcher acquired. And you can quibble over, oh, who was left, who was still out there. There's always someone available via trade. Always, always, always. You can find backup catchers who are elite at defending and game calling and pitch framing and just dealing with the personalities of pitchers everywhere. They didn't do that. Charrington didn't do that. They went and they added Tyler Heineman and, oh man, now you're going to start challenging me to remember some of the names that passed through. Jason DeLay came up from the system and he's a pretty good defensive guy. He mostly ended up taking playing time later on from the Heinemann types because he could poke singles through the middle. That was really it. They were looking for more offense from the positions. So there was no, I'm going to use this term again, conviction to the entire process. Our catcher went down. Oh, well, we spent our money. Our catcher went down. Well, we can't possibly give up other capital to other teams to try to get their catchers. So all this stuff about making the pitchers better and and getting the best possible value in this particular year of their development, meaning 2022, was, was nothing. It was nothing. It was hollow, bleeding, nonsense, nothing. And that's that's so very much who they are without even getting into a broader discussion on, you know, payroll and... And all that other stuff. You can start with an example like this. So now they go and they get this guy and you say, well, okay, this is definitely the right move. It was the right move last year. But as soon as something went wrong, they were like, eh, whatever. We'll get him next year. What a franchise. What? What a franchise. When we come back, J1Q.
31Q comes from Robert Long, who says, Isn't Bob Nutty just the kind of person who would stoop low enough to bring back 37-year-old former MVP just so that more fans can see the extent to which his skills have declined in the hope of selling more game tickets? It would be another nutting gimmick right up there with Pup Night. Uh, He's not a good owner. The Pirates would be way better off if someone else owned the team. The day that Nutting sells or even announces the intention to sell will be one of the great days in recent Pittsburgh sports history. I believe everything that I just said. I also can believe it without going absurdly over the top. Okay, Nutting wouldn't be bringing Kutch back. If Nutting were doing this, if Nutting were the GM, it could have been done already. Kutch played for a year in 8.5 last year in Milwaukee. That's an easy contract for the Pirates to absorb, particularly considering the PR benefits that you cite. Easily, easily, easily could have been done, and it would have actually put Nutting in something of a better position whenever he shows up at the owner meetings and everything else and everybody's side-eyeing him because they think, ah, that guy's just pocketing my money. It would have made life easier for him on every front. The thing is, he actually doesn't make decisions like that at that level. They, all of them, talk about things that are big, big decisions. And that's really the only point that I even want to address here with this. If there's a major contract to be signed or to be offered, and by that I'm talking about the Brian Hayes extension, I'm talking about whatever that approach was with Brian Reynolds, which is why I have included nutting in my criticism of the Pirates' approach to Reynolds, because I know he's involved in those, not this, not a one-year deal, not a one-year deal for, for anybody, not even Kutch. If anything, you would see Nutting again, and I'm repeating this for effect, insist on adding Kutch to try to save his own bacon. And that hasn't happened because it didn't happen last year, and I honestly don't think it'll happen this year. Because Ben Charrington isn't the soft, sappy type who's going to get moved by it the way you and I might. He never had Kutch under his watch. He has no idea, at least not uh, directly, what Kutch meant to this city. And also, you know what? If you Go ahead and hate nutting all you want. That that's, doesn't do anything for me in one direction or the other. When you start taking shots at Kutch... You know, what you kind of did here, gimmick and pup night and all that other stuff. Uh, Kutch was a legitimately great player. He's the only legitimately great player that the Pirates have had in such a very long time. And on top of that, between the work that he and his wife Maria continue to do in Pittsburgh, even in the six full years he's been gone... Don't do that, man. Not with Kutch. Find another target. You know, I appreciate the question, uh, kind of. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. 